Welcome to the Reconnecting Roots podcast, where we look at the past, present, and future of American progress and culture, discovering our values along the way. Today, we have another special episode for you all, featuring a fantastic conversation Gabe McCauley hosted with Ryan Callahan from the Reconnecting Roots live show at Music Ranch Montana. For those unfamiliar, Ryan is an expert on all things conservation and hunting and works with a meat eater company who have their own show of the same name on Netflix. In today's episode, you will also hear a clip where Gabe goes on a turkey hunt with Ryan, which will be a part of our hunting episode in Reconnecting Roots Season 2. So sit back and enjoy. Then let us know what you think by dropping us a line on social media or even on the reviews page of wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, no matter how far we've come with technology and our society, it's still the same old problem that our ancestors faced. What are we going to eat today? You can buy food, you can grow it yourself, or you can go out into the wild and hunt it. But it's tricky because if we do too much hunting, then we won't have as much to eat in the future. So how do we balance it all? Well, thankfully, our next guest is an expert on that. Let's take a look at this video. And what's your turkey hunting like in Montana? I mean, I didn't get to start turkey hunting until college. The turkeys weren't even in Montana. Mm. And that's a wild thing to think about turkey-wise is right. we almost exterminated them for food. Then when we started to wisen up and realize that this isn't an unlimited resource, we started putting turkeys back and now there's more turkeys in the U.S. than there ever have been and they're in places that they never have been. It's pretty wild to think about. All right, well you may know him from the show Meat Eater of which he serves as the Director of Conservation. He's passionate about wildlife, nature, and how we can enjoy them while preserving them for future generations to come. Everybody, please welcome Ryan Callahan. Thank you, Gabe. Oh, you're quite welcome. So Ryan, tell us, what does the Director of Conservation do? Well, I coordinate with uh, conservation groups all across the country, sometimes internationally. You know, listen to different issues going across a lot of different landscapes, watersheds, mountaintops, parks, where, wherever it may be. And, you know, just talk about, you know, how we can help influence things for the better. Sounds good. For the better. For the better. So you and I, when we first met, it was... Uh, 5 a.m., still dark outside, met in a gas station parking lot, had guns in the back, drove to an undisclosed location. Is that something you do often? That, that is not an unfamiliar scene for me. Well, it was, <laughs> it turned out okay, though. Turned out great. Yeah, guns weren't loaded, so, at that time. <laughs> what? It's how you hunt, right? So uh, we got there, we get out of the car, shut the door, maybe a little too loud, and I mean immediately just gobble, 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 like all around us. That was a good sign. That, that is a very good sign, yes. Yeah, so I was hopeful. This was my first time turkey hunting, and I uh, got to go out with an experienced hunter, which was great. So we got lucky, fortunately, and uh, I got a turkey, and then not only that, but 
we went through the whole process. He showed me how to clean the bird, and we ended up eating it right there and got to experience um, some delicious turkey heart and uh, as well as some other things. But is that something most hunters do? Will they hunt and then eat it right away? Well, not necessarily right away. Maybe certain parts. Like for me, uh, heart is something that, that is a, a great piece of meat to be in, enjoyed right away. Tenderloins are a great piece of meat to in, be enjoyed right away. But, you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of hunters in the United States, they're in it for the meat more than anything else. You know, it's an odd thing media-wise that, you know, what you see the most of on a national scale are, is really like the 1% of the crowd that um, they're... Just hunting for the, sport. Or... It, well, yeah, it's the, it's the picture not uh the end result for me goes on for the entire year it's not just something sitting on the wall so i i've been following you since we've been hunting i've just been wanting to make sure you're still doing good and hunting and eating strange things or at least strange to me uh what are some of the strange i recently mountain lion's been on the menu right yes yep. yeah it's important to know that i i understand that mountain lion is something that sounds very exotic um, growing up here in Montana, that was something that wasn't abnormal. Like uni, right? Sea urchin, very popular dish for folks that are like on the coast. Growing up in Montana, that was like alien food, right? So strange is relative. Strange is relative, yeah. yes. And you know, when you get to travel and enjoy other cultures, if somebody says, try this, it's good, you don't go, oh, no, that's strange. You go, good is good. Let me try some. Let me share in that experience. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I did because that turkey heart was, I actually preferred that over the, uh, not the gizzard, the liver, I think it the was. The liver? Yeah. yeah. That wasn't a big, I mean, it was fine, but. Well, we got to try it again. Yeah. That's all that means. <laughs> so uh, there is a general decline in the amount of hunters these days. Over the past generations, that number just keeps dropping off. Is that a concern of yours? Yeah, absolutely it is. And, you know, it's an interesting thing. Really, the ability to hunt your own food is something that was an absolute foundational bedrock part of America. And it's, it's interesting as you look through the history of America how hunting and the procurement of food really advanced America from coast to coast. And now we're seeing this licensed hunter decline. And yeah, it is concerning to me, but I also feel like um, through folks like yourself and a lot of the things that we do at Meat Eater that you know, we can highlight a lot of things that don't get highlighted elsewhere and shine a lot of the, uh, the spotlight on, on the real, the, the heart of things, the, uh, what really makes it an amazing part of America. Yeah, so do you, do you feel like there could be a tremendous negative impact as the hunters continue to, to, to decline? Yeah, I do, and it's a big question because for me, the, one of the largest things that I've gotten out of hunting is time in the woods. And it's lots of time outside, and it's the connection that I've developed. It, it is an absolute core value of mine to make sure that everyone, if they so choose, has the ability to go out and have those exact same experiences because they've been so transformative 
in my life. And it's, it's made me an absolute passionate advocate for all things outdoors. And, not, and it's not just hunting or the ability to hunt. It's clean water. It's clean air. It's keeping snow on the mountain. It's the entire picture because once you get out there and you really start, you know, you harvest something from the land that really does become a part of you and in ways that can sometimes be very unexpected. Yeah, because I think most, you know, uh, maybe the average American might think of hunting as unnecessary. You know, in today's world of convenience and abundance, like you go to the grocery store to obtain your food. So is there a necessity for hunting? It's a huge question. The short version is, is yes, absolutely, right? It, I, for me, it is an absolute necessity. Um, and I see it in the same way that, you know, a surfer sees surfing as a necessity in their life, a passionate surfer, a passionate bird watcher, or a passionate gardener, or if you're a rancher or a farmer, there's a lot of bigger stories out there that you can talk about the impact that you have long-term, but the necessity is that connection, you know, really to this world. And, you know, you may think food comes from the grocery store, the unfortunate part is if you do think that, you know, I, I truly believe that you are not going to be a passionate advocate for a lot of these big, wide open, amazing spaces that are also fueling your body. You may just not be paying attention to them. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> so the turkey hunt that you, you and I went on, which uh, we, we covered, as you saw in the video for our, our You season. were very lucky, by the way. On the turkey hunt. Well, yes. I don't know if skill had anything to do with it, but, uh, but I mean, actually part of it was, you know, the calling, right? Like the, the picking the right spot, having the blind set up. I mean, all, all that was a part of the process, but yeah, I do feel very lucky. Yeah. Oh, I mean, luck is great. I'm not downplaying luck at all. Luck has been a huge part of my life, but yeah, you know, it's, it's experience and it's time in the woods and, um, we spent a lot of hours just sitting there yeah. and listening to the woods come alive and listening to all yeah. the other noises, yeah. not turkey related or seemingly not turkey related, but they're all telling a story and they're, they're describing what is happening in the woods that morning. Yeah. And the more time you spend out there, the more you can decipher those noises or lack of noises sometimes to figure out what that story is. And it, it's a pretty amazing thing to be a part of. Yeah. And I, I did feel pretty lucky that, that I ended up getting a turkey, but had we not, and, and really I, my expectations were, were low, you know, I did not expect to walk away. Um, that would have been enough. Just like, as you mentioned, just being able to sit for a minute and experience that experience, you know, a particular side of a hill as it awakens and everything that's involved in that. That was amazing. It was, a, it was a wonderful experience for me. And a huge part of it too was as I get accustomed to convenience and abundance and all these other things, I, I just feel like I get so far removed from where my food actually comes from, you know, what is my food source. And so for me, it was important to go through that whole process. And if we were to get a turkey to be able to then process it and eat it and and all those types of things so that um, it just could remind me again a little bit, get, get grounded once again to say, this is a process, you know? 
Whether you're growing your own food in a garden, raising animals, hunting those things, um, the food that appears in a grocery store doesn't magically appear. So um, it was a, a great reminder for me and something that I hope to be able to continue and pass on. And so well, that's it, what I love to hear. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that is the goal, right? It's like, I don't, I often say, I don't need people to do what I do, but I really want them to understand why I go out and do what I do. And, you know, there's a lot of folks, you know, just up or down the valley or over the hill over in Bozeman that are paying for a $60 steak and they see a value in that, but it's a lot different value than a steak that took you 60 hours or 60 days to procure. So how, how do you, how have you seen individuals become empowered through this process of hunting or learning to hunt? You know, I, I mean, the, the biggest thing is you feel an undeniable connection to the land and, and wildlife. And, and, you know, there's, there is a rhythm to going out to the grocery store, your local grocery store, and procuring your food at the grocery store. And if you really let yourself relax and you blindfolded yourself, you could do it blindfolded because there's all these systems in place. And when you go out, you're in the world of unknowns. And you may, after many, many years, have a pretty good system, but you're, it's a world of variables that you cannot control. And when you allow yourself to go out into those variables and, and really have no control, it, it's a much, much different experience and it's incredibly rewarding. And uh, it's a bizarre thing to catch your mouth watering when you look at an animal, but eventually it does happen, right? I mean, it's in there. Um, you just got to get in a spot where you can feel it. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> that sounds pretty great. I mean, I think. I think I like that. So ha have you ever been hunted? I mean, have you ever been out there and had some close calls, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, there, yeah. I mean, there's, there's close calls, sure. I mean, the more time you spend out there, um, you know, this grizzly country and grew up in grizzly country and, and have come crossways with some, some protected mothers out there. It's still wild America. Actually, we almost ran into something you said was one of the most scary situations that you had been in. Like you would choose the grizzly. And so after we had, uh, I got a turkey and we were walking back, a large skunk was like heading right toward us. And you're like, and you literally froze. I'm like, what? And you're like, I'm getting out of here. Like, I'd rather have a grizzly right now than this. Because it, was it wasn't going to stop either. It just was coming straight toward us. So. Yeah, I think I can read the body language of a grizzly a little bit better than the skunk. I, it's the stripes, I think. Yeah. Again, a lot of variables out there, you know. Wild America. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Still is. So what else you got going on? You've been doing some fishing lately and... Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time on the water. I just just moved back to the state to work full time with Meat Eater, and as a consequence, I left my giant remodel project behind and started fishing again. So I'm fishing a lot more, and um, it's been a great, super healthy spring in Montana. We're getting lots of rain, and you know, growing up, just for the record, 
green in July, especially 10 days into July, just wasn't a thing. So this is pretty special. I hope everybody's enjoying it. That'll get an applause. Must have some farmers out there. I guess so. Well, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Ryan Callahan, everybody. You can check him out on meateater.com. Uh, check out his podcast, Cal's Week in Review. Cool little podcast. And you can catch the show Meat Eater on Netflix.